was thinking for the uh, intro, we'll just do uh, Mastered MMA. Mastered <laughs> MMA. Du, du, du. Mastered MMA. Du, du, du. Mastered MMA. Yeah. And that'll be it. You should have just done that. <laughs> if I wanted. Here we go again, lads. Scorchio, UFC 259 at the weekend. Three title fights. It was all going off. Got plenty to get into. My name's Joe. It is a beautiful, sunny Tuesday afternoon at the moment. And I'm joined, as always, by Matthew. Fresh out of physio. All good, Matt? Fresh out of physio. <laughs> You're lucky I've got my top on, Joe. I'm roasting in here. Dying to open a window, son. But you are rocking the sunnies in early March. <laughs> you look like a Radio 1 DJ. I've gone full um, Tony Ferguson. You have, mate. You have. Uh, how are you? You're obviously buzzing. I'm good, yeah. Do you know what? I feel like I'm... That, you know, that seasonal affective disorder. I, I definitely Sad? Got, yeah, I definitely got it because a bit of sun today and I'm, I'm bouncing off the walls. Oh, yeah. It's, it's definitely a real thing, Joe. A little bit of sun. Us Brits get, it, get our tops off even though it gets <laughs> yeah. freezing again at 4pm. Um, but I'm loving it. I've just been outside blaring the music in my motor. I'm one of them tossers. Nice. But, I am as well. I am, I am as well. Well, um, it was a, an excellent Scorchio card at the weekend as well, though, wasn't it? Fantastic, wasn't it? Fantastic. It's, it's a difficult one. Where do we start with this? Where do we start? Well, we spoke about it, and given that it was International Treacles Day yesterday, um, I was, I was going to say congratulations. I don't know, I don't know what, what you say. Well done. Uh, I think you'll just uh, you'll you'll be like a salutation in it, ain't that what it's called? So like, 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 happy right. International Treacles Day so, to all the treacles out there. Yes, echo that. Put put very very well there by Matt. And in honour of that, we can only really talk about the goat or the quote, which is quite difficult to say. And that is Amanda Nunes, <laughs> still the UFC featherweight champion, double champ. It's up against Megan Anderson. We spoke about it last week, didn't we? We both heavily favoured Nunes predicted that pretty much what would happen would happen and it happened so we, we were banging on with this one uh, I mean we're not really kind of pulling up any trees with that. that that was the obvious outcome in lots of ways wasn't it? even though that does sound a little, little bit disrespectful at times but I mean I don't really know Matthew how much you can get into the fight itself it didn't last very long I thought perhaps Anderson might have landed a few more shots tried to assert herself a little bit and maybe forced Nunes to come to her. It kind of didn't really happen that way. It was almost as if Nunes was, thought, well, what's it, about a minute in? Yeah, that would do. that's about time. And just charged forward one dig and pretty much game over from there, wasn't it? So, like I say, can you break it down too much or is it all about where Nunes goes now? Yeah, I don't think you could break it any, uh, down any better than you just done, young Joseph. I mean, she didn't break a sweat, did she? She spe- uh, sent uh, Megan Anderson... 360 at one point, I think, before she knocked her down again. <laughs> yeah, she did. And then locked in a pretty nasty-looking choke. What was it in the end? Was it an armbar? Was it a triangle? Was it a, a little bit of both? A bit of both, I Who think. Who knows? But it, just, it just shows you how well-versed she is and how miles away anyone close to her. Like, there's no one close to her, rather. I mean, who? I don't know what you do with her. I don't know what you do with her. The commentary team were bringing me jokes, to be fair. They were pretty <laughs> ropey, which we'll get into a bit later. But I thought they were pretty jokes here. Joe Rogan saying, what is it? Uh, who, who asks, are you going to kick next? Daniel Cormier getting Dan, Dana White on the on the broadcast. Saying, who the fuck are you going to give her next, man? Yeah. She's just nicking your money and running. 
So I don't know who she's going to fight next. You look at her names, though. You talk about her being the GOAT. Yeah. You've got an argument, Joe, for being the, the GOAT irrespective of gender. I mean, Ronda Rousey, Shevchenko twice, Holly Holm, Durandamy. The list goes on. I mean, I don't know who else you can give her next. I mean, Cyborg, of course. But the names have got progressively lesser because there's no one else to fight. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what you can do with her. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm kind of tongue-in-cheek a bit here, but it is, at that point, she's so outstanding, she's so exceptional, so above the pack. I do actually want to see her fight some 145-pound men. And like that's, that's never going to happen, is it? Not within the USC, but it's almost like that. that is the only challenge now, really, in a lot of ways. It sounds funny, but I think she'd probably do quite well as well. Like she's just an absolute machine. I mean, who are you looking at? You're looking at Macy Barber and people like that. They were kind of on the come up there, weren't they, for a little while. And you've got the uh, Mexican lady, the wrestler, who was injured for a little while. Suarez. Suarez. Um, yeah, I don't know what weight division that would be, but with regards to featherweights, yeah, you've got no chance. There, there isn't a, any featherweights. Is there phantom weights. She's done them all. She's done them all. What, what? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe TJ Dillashaw fancies a bit. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's tough because I'm, I'm happy to see her carry on fighting. But I guess maybe if you are the UFC, just, I guess you've got to weigh it up, aren't you? It's a business at the end of the day. And perhaps having Amanda there as the GOAT, all of Brazil behind her, selling out pay-per-views or whatever when, when we're back into selling uh, tickets, maybe it is worth it. She kind of brings in more than they spend. But potentially, you're going to be paying her a lot of money to fight people who... As fans, we're going to look at it and say, there's nothing really there for me. I just think Amanda Nunes is going to win that within, you know, five minutes. You compared it to the Tyson situation last week, and obviously Tyson did lose eventually. Kind of went off the rails a little bit there. I think Nunes has really got that in her, in her future at the moment. So, in a way, I guess the UFC could look at it and say, we're going to be paying her a lot of money to beat someone that, you know, 99 times out of 100, we know she's going to win anyway. Yeah, I mean, it is a difficult sell to big up the opponent, isn't it? But at the same time, you've got pretty much money in the bank to put all your marketing behind Amanda Nunes without sort of the risk of her actually getting beat. Yeah. You know, there's always that risk where you, you pump a load of money in a Connor, then he gets beat, and then you're, you're a little bit screwed. We've seen that happen before. But I, I don't know. I think people will tune in to see her just smash people, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. I thought she would retire. Obviously not. She's going to carry on and keep nicking some money for two minutes' work every every few months. <laughs> so that's good work if you can get it, eh? Yeah, absolutely. She sounds very intent on carrying on. And, and why would you not, to be honest? It is her job at the end of the day. So, so, so fair play to her. But yeah, that wraps that up. Congratulations, Nunes. Anderson, she'll be back. It's just going to be tough, isn't it, in that featherweight division? Because as soon as you win a fight, you're, you're up there for a title shot again. So remains to be seen what will be done there. It's going to be a, little, it's going to be a tricky one. Pretty much for anyone in that division, in all honesty, isn't it? So, congrats to Nunes. That was uh, International Treacles Day yesterday. So, um, yeah, well done on that. And uh, the main event we were. We're so for, progressive, huh? Joe. This podcast. <laughs> well, hopefully there are no females watching. I can't imagine there are that many, to be honest. So, the main event for us, though, and and the main event we were last week. We had an absolute love in Jan Blachowicz, the legendary Polish power. Hashtag legendary Polish power. And yeah, you know, we're terrible at picks, aren't we? We can't make a pick to save our life. But we were all over Yan. We said he's probably got more ways to win the fight 
than Adesanya. And then I was listening to people saying, oh, the, uh, if it goes the distance, Adesanya's going to win this. Uh, and if it doesn't go the distance, Blakovic will win this. And I don't really know where people got that 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 from. I guess it's, it's all a guessing game, isn't it? But from my point of view, Jan always had more chance to win this. He can wrestle, and he showed that in the last two rounds. He can strike, and he's got the power, and he showed that in the first three rounds. Could have finished it. Obviously, didn't really get close to that. Done well to, to more than earn the victory, I think. And I was just so pleased. I was watching it Sunday morning. I'd balls it up a little bit, so I had to watch it on my phone on, on the BT app, which isn't great. But I was watching it, and as soon as that decision got announced, because we mentioned it briefly, we'll get into it in a second, but the commentary, I'm sitting there watching a fight. I'm thinking, yeah, winning this fight all day long. Like It wouldn't surprise me if he's won this 4-1, the way I was seeing it. More punches thrown, landed, more impactful, dominated the last two rounds. But I'm listening to the commentary, and I'm thinking, Jeez, I, I, they might give it to Adesanya here out of nowhere. And then I gave it to Yan, and I was just buzzing. I jumped out of my seat, let out a little yelp. I was over the moon. And it's fantastic to see someone like that. We, we've spoken about his story before. He's gone through all the trials and tribulations, finally got to, what is he, 37, 38. And you can see how much it meant to him. He's got a, he's got a newborn child. He's running around telling everyone, I'm the real champ now. I've shown you all. I've proven myself. And I just got so much enjoyment out of that, personally. Well, yeah, we we are number ones fans of the big man, aren't we? Now we I are. Mean, he is jokes. He's got a great singing voice, and and he's got Polish power to boot. And what great point made on the judging there. It was it was fine. I thought the judging was fine. I don't really know what ten, ten eight is the only commentary thing. team ten eight that is that Dana mentioned it afterwards, didn't he? I don't, I don't know if this was just Dana making it up or if you've actually seen the scorecards, well, but I think there were a couple of ten eights in there. There was, I think, fourth, fourth and fifth. Isn't it? They're the dominant rounds. So mm. I think they were two scorecards, a couple of ten eights and a one scorecard. There was one ten eight, but I don't really see a problem with it because yes, it's a different ten eight to what it was back in the day. You had to literally pretty much kill them without getting stopped for it to be a ten eight. It's changed now. You can't really argue with the judging um, if they're given ten eights because if you look at it, a ten nine in that first round to anyone, it was far closer than that fourth and fifth. So there should be more reward for that fourth and fifth round because it was so dominant by Yan. Yes, it's a slippery slope where people are just going to lay and pray and then you're going to get 10-8s all over the shop. But by the judging criteria today, perfect decision. I don't know what the commentary team were looking at, in particular Joe Rogan. I don't want to slate him because I'm a big fan. But when he was saying, he was really questioning that Yan was getting outstruck by Adesanya. Mate, the, com- the that- commentary, sorry to interrupt, the commentary was absolutely shocking. And I never, I never ever moan about commentary because who cares at the end of the day? I'm watching the fight. I can see what what happens. But if there's ever these sort of conspiracies that like the USC, they've got their sort of prize ponies and Adesanya's one of them and they want to like push him and put all the hype on him and stuff like that, then that, that performance from the commentary team was like it. That, that sent all the conspiracy theorists off on one, I think. Yeah. I don't know if it was just easier on the eye to watch or if he's just a fanboy. Oh, the sound all like near in his ear. Got a big up that guy, mm. whispering sweet nothings into his <laughs> ear. Young Joey Rogan, but yeah, I, I did perhaps think Joe Rogan might just be past it. To be fair, I think he just—he's always been a little bit like that, swinging towards his more favoured fight. And I, like I say, I love him, but yeah, I thought the commentary was well off. There was one point he was saying he was well out striking Yan even though the stats suggested otherwise. I know stats can be a little bit misleading, but it weren't as if Adesanya was landing anything hard on him. 
on Yan. You know what I mean? He's just a little bit more of a crisper striker. Yan's probably a little bit more, not as tight, but a bit more powerful and meaningful with his shots. So I have absolutely no problem with the scoring. I think maybe Dana might be suggesting that the criteria itself needs a look at rather than the actual judging. Perhaps that's what he was getting at. But easy, easy win for Yans. Particularly, like you say, when I heard them scorecards said, I thought, yeah, all day long, Yans. Yeah. And what a win. And probably next, the ultimate old lads to hobby in the <laughs> off in the head. <laughs> Over to Shearer. I think it's 42. That's his Yan. He's pushing 40 himself. I mean, that's a, that is a geriatric main event right there, and I'm <laughs> loving it. Just to back you up on the 10-8s, I'm pretty sure in recent times there's been a bit of a movement from people, including Rogan, to give more 10-8s. But I'm pretty sure that has been the discussion. In, in the commentary of that fight, during one of them rounds, he said, well, this is clearly more of a dominant round than that one of those earlier ones. Should this count as more? So he even said it then. So it, it, it just shows you it's a bit of a clusterfuck in general. I don't think anyone really knows the rules. No, yeah, that's true. That well, yeah, which makes it difficult for the judges. I'd like. I don't know if the commentary team go on courses or anything, or are up to speed with the criteria. If they're not, they should definitely Rogan. should. Rogan ain't doing. There's no, no chance he's going on. No. It doesn't warn <laughs> you on his podcast. He'll slate the judge into the cows come home, then say, yeah, the fight should be in a massive field. <laughs> yeah, or a bar- basketball <laughs> court or whatever he's going on about. Yeah, exactly. So I think if you've got a voice that's that wide-reaching, and people, a lot of people take what you say as red, you've got to be up to speed. With what, be careful with what you say. You've got to know what you're talking about. So hopefully that is something they're going to do. I don't know. They they might do. They might already do that. But yeah, the commentary was poor. But an excellent win for Yan. No uh, shame for Adesanya. I don't think. I don't think he's lost much face going up twenty pounds. And losing to someone as good as Bohovic, he didn't get creamed, did he? he? He hung in there. He was quite successful on the feet. Obvious um, weakness there, I suppose, in the wrestling. I think we know how a John Jones fight would have gone. But yeah. he, he probably still beats everyone at 185. So he'll go back down there, maybe build himself up again and have another crack later on. But yeah, e- excellent win for Jan. Buzzing for him. Yeah, he's, he's Polish, eh? Coming over here, taking our UFC belts. <laughs> not having it not having it <laughs> now just to just to comment not a happy bunny is Joe yeah. <laughs> just to comment yeah, the Glover to share a fight is um, fantastic I think we all want to see Glover get his shot I'll be very torn to be honest I think I'll probably have to stick, mm. with, stick with my man Yan because cause he's just won me over completely in the last if, last couple of months but uh, you know be very pleasing to see Glover get his go as well and yeah you're right on Izzy uh, doesn't lose anything, in my opinion. Still fantastic. Still the middleweight champion. I guess the only thing you're looking at there is, does a loss affect him mentally uh, at all? I thought he spoke very well in the press conference afterwards. I, th- he thought, I thought he handled it like an absolute champ. Gave all the credit to Yan and much respect to Adesanya for doing that. You might not have imagined him doing that, but he took it like, like an absolute champ, I think. So fair play to him. But will the loss affect him at all? Will it encourage other middleweights? Uh, are they going to think, right, well, sod it, I'm just going to do whatever it takes to get a takedown and, and hold him there? Possibly. So it might have a little bit of an impact. Um, but as it stands, in my eyes, and as you've just said, take nothing away from Izzy for that performance. All credit in the world, stepping up, fighting a bloke. Same sort of height, wouldn't they, which surprised me, actually, in the weigh-ins, but huge weight difference, definitely. Yeah, I, mean, I think you look at the Romero fight, you've got to think, what if he just went for one takedown? He might have even <laughs> yeah. had a bit of success. And I suppose it plays into the narrative 
one ninety five. Big time. Got to be. It's got to be because in the then of people. It's not. It's not sustainable, is it? Going yeah. up that that far. And then Adesanya will be a double champ now because Yan ain't going to mm. drop down to one nine five. But Adesanya can make one nine five easy, and he's probably the best of that little bunch of people who might go to that weight class. So. If we if we're saying the UFC like double champs and they like that kind of vibe, then it makes perfect sense, really. But yeah, that's a discussion for another day. What I mean, just an absolute cracking card. As if three title fights weren't enough. Those two that we just covered absolutely provided Mucho's entertainment. But the one that provided a bit of controversy was Sterling against Yan. Sterling is now the champ. He is now the bantamweight champ in in the UFC. Via disqualification, and it's no one wants to win it like that, do they? I mean, I, I don't know if he benefits financially from it now. I guess he does, in which case it's probably like a little bit of a um, like a what's the word, Matthew? Boost, like a little bit of a boost. Confin- uh, consolation, it's consolation. Yeah. So he is the champ at the end of the day. Uh, but I mean, we predicted Sterling to win, didn't we? We thought we had a little bit about him, and I thought we started well. People were um, criticising his game plan. I personally didn't have too much of a problem with his game plan. I thought he'd done all the right things, really, putting the pressure on Yan rather than letting Yan put it on him. I think, if anything, maybe you got that adrenaline dump. It looked like he just tired quite quickly, which I was surprised. I didn't expect him to do. That pace didn't really look like anything that he couldn't handle to me, Sterling, and that he hasn't done before. I think perhaps the title fight, the emotions of it all just got to, a, got to him a little bit, and he did drain. And to be fair... Yan is a champion himself, isn't he? Great power, great boxing, great defence. He's wearing, blocking everything, wearing him out. So you've got to give credit to Yan there. But I think Sterling just just ran out of gas a little bit and obviously Yan started to turn it round. I don't know how you scored it. It was probably even-ish at the time, I would say. Sterling started well. Yan came on strong. So I think they're going to do a rematch. I'm excited for that. I wouldn't be writing Sterling off by any means because I think he has got that experience now. He will come in as the champ in a way next time. So I think that will benefit him and maybe he'll learn from that game plan and maybe just take 5% off that quick start or whatever to keep him going. But I mean, the knee itself, we had a little chat, didn't we, the other day. I actually wouldn't have too much of a problem if they changed the rules to make these legal. I mean, I'm not sure what Jan was thinking about at the time because at the moment they are very much clearly illegal. Uh, I think he said that he got confused. He was so focused when whether the hands were down that he forgot that he was literally down on the fl- on the floor and so kneed him in the face, which is quite comical. But it's the heat at the moment, isn't it? So I mean, there's a fair fair bit to break down there. What did you make of it? Well, like yeah, I think the the, the judging again has come into it, and, it, and the commentary team also. Unfortunately, I thought they they were well shocked when they read out the scorecards, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. And I do, I don't see why. Rogan gave it a wow when he said uh, Sterling was up on one. But for me, it was very, very 50-50. Bar a knockdown, I think, in the first round. I think Sterling was yeah. completely dominant. So maybe Jan stole that one. And and even the second, I thought, was quite close as well. So I don't really know where they were getting that from. The, the fourth was probably well in Jan's favour. So they didn't get that scorecard, obviously, because the, mm. the round hadn't finished. Uh, but like you, I think he started well. I think... He could take a lot from his performance. He could probably dial it in just a little bit and maybe not go blow his load too early in the rematch. Yeah. It's got to be a rematch. There is no champion at the minute, really, is there? Let's be honest. Not really. There isn't. He, um, but, yeah, I don't know what Jan's thinking about. I think there's a bit of a miscommunication from what I've heard from my mate at work. So don't, <laughs> uh, don't take this at red. That reliable but, source. Uh, I, he is a very reliable source. Very hard worker. Um <laughs> 
but a big MMA fan as well. And he said that apparently one of the corner men said, punch him, punch him. And then Yan's like, can I kick? And the other corner man said, yes, yes. But not in response to Yan, but in response to the punching corner man. That makes sense? I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so Yan's probably got a bit of miscommunication there, but he does have to take some ownership in that he should know not to knee a sitting duck like that because he could have killed the geezer, to be honest. Um, a lot of has been made of his so-called reaction. Sterling. Yeah, yeah. Saying he could get an Oscar for that. I mean, I think it's a little bit harsh. I mean, <laughs> you're going to react like that, aren't you? You're going to be a bit dazed and confused. Was he hamming it up, Joe? I mean, you can need in the face from point blank range. That's I it. Don't know, don't know what people expect. No, and it was an illegal shot, wasn't it? And if you've been compromised, and you're in, you're thinking, well, I could carry on, but I'm like, I'm just, I'm gone. I'm, like, I'm gone, so my head's all over the place. And that was the result of an illegal shot. You're within your rights, I think. I know it's it's fighting, isn't it? So people are going to look at you and take the Mickey a little bit because they're supposed to be tough guys. But you know, you got to be, you got to be a smart guy as well, haven't you? And I think. I haven't got a problem with it, put it that way. I've got no problem with it. I, I don't know how he felt. I, I'm not inside his brain. I don't know if he was pretending or not. So I can't I can't call it out. I, I have no issue with it at all. I think it shouldn't even be in his... He shouldn't even be asking him questions, saying, mm. are you ready to carry on, blah, blah, blah. Take it out of his hands because I think fighters feel like they have to carry on. Like Anthony Smith shouldn't have carried on that time. He would have won the belt from John Jones, but he, he was playing the tough guy. And what's he, what's he earned from that? Nothing. So I think Sterling done the right thing. The referee made the right call. Yan fucked up. So he got uh, paid the consequences, paid a piper, and he, he's lost his belt um, owing to that fact. So I think, yeah, do the rematch. TJ Dillashaw's been piping up, calling Yan a cheater, which I thought was pretty rich. <laughs> yeah, that was. That was funny. But fair play to Dillashaw. He's got to do what he can to get right back in the mix. But, yeah, that's, yeah, not having that. I think it's perfect for Sandhagen, Dillashaw now, because the other two are tied up. They've got to rematch now. Let Sterling recover, do the rematch. I think it's going to be as equally evenly matched. And in the interim, just get Sandhagen to, to knee Dillashaw in the face. And just on the knee, I mean, I'm coming from a place of ignorance here. I've seen plenty of fighters come out and say, like, that's it should be illegal, definitely a right call for it to be illegal. Briefly, I know you're not an expert either, Matt, but is it right that it's illegal? Is that knee worse than the one Jorge Masvidal hit Ben Askren with? Is it worse than the one Anderson Silva hit uh, Bisping with? Is it just, you know, like I said, I don't know. Is it because you, from close distance you can be so accurate and you can make sure you get that the, the, the right tip of your knee, the knee bone, into someone's a specific area? Whereas, for example, Masvidal was just running at Askren thinking, let's throw in the knee and see what happens. Is that is that the reason behind it? Is it really that much more dangerous than a knee to the face at any other time? Well, it's certainly easier, isn't it? Yeah. To land. Um, but like you, Joe, I don't really know the reasons. Um, let's have a think then, eh? Um, one, I suppose one... it means if you're actually downed. I mean, if you're yes. actually downed on your back and kneeing in the face, it might come to that, but you're not on your knees, are you? So, I don't know, maybe there'll be too much muddy waters if you did change it again. But I certainly agree with it, them getting rid of the hands on the floor sort of thing. Yeah. But, I think it is, it is black and white at the minute. And I think oh, you, if you, can't, knee, you can't do it. If your knee's on the floor, it's just easier to understand. So perhaps that's why. But I, I do agree with you. I mean, it's, it's like the, the, the 12 to 6 elbow thing again, isn't it? It's just like, is yeah. that any different to any other strike with your elbow? So 
yeah, you make a good argument, but yeah, don't know the reason. Yeah, and only because I do get a little. It's not the most pleasing to see someone tactically staying down, if you see what I mean. And mm. um, you know, people always talk about how it's like a test of like real life fights and what would work in the real world. And obviously, it kind of isn't because it's a sport with rules and things like that. But it's one of those if you were ever in an altercation and you were like, "Excuse me, don't throw any kicks because my knee's on the floor." <laughs> it's, it, like, it's not, it's not going to fly, is it? But uh, nevertheless, nevertheless, maybe it's just difficult to classify what is actually down. And like, like I say, they've had to call it. If a knee's down, that counts as down, and then therefore you can't throw the knee. So it was such a blatant illegal knee. Oh, big time! Yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah. Was, I was just sitting here shocked. Like, what's he done there? Yeah. Like, uh, it, yeah, there was no question. No. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know why it took so long to call it. Uh, and they did com- to commend the commentary team for once. They were saying like, yeah, if the title went on the line here. This this is over. Why why are they taking so long? So yeah, fair play to them on that. And um, in my eyes, we we've got a vacant belt. So they'll happily rematch there for more money, more intrigue, more interest. Could probably even top a pay per view to be honest. So yeah, the the bantam weights. We still wait for that true champion. <laughs> Plenty of other good fights on here, of course. Dominic Cruz was back. He beat Casey Kenny for his first win in a little while. We'll get your thoughts on that. And also, Kai Kara France came through with a big KO. Absolutely got dominated, to be honest, first round. Wrestling and jiu-jitsu, getting thrown about all over the place. Right towards the end of the round, he gets up, throws one shot. Knocked his opponent out, so that was fantastic. Obviously, you had Herb Dean being a little bit of a div in there again. Kind of stepped in, stopped the fight. And then Kai Kara France has celebrated. For some reason, he's then decided... I don't know if Herb's actually stopped that, you know. So he went to throw another punch. And then Herb stepped in. And then it was officially over. So fantastic performance from Cara France. Uh, great, great knockout finish. I think he got a performance bonus as well. He's part of Izzy's camp as well. So at least they had some success, some joy to take back with them to New Zealand. But yeah, good good victory there. Uh, what about Dominic Cruz? Did, is he gonna? Is he making a run for that Bantamweight title? He, he, he did look good. It was nice to see him get a win. Kenny's tough, isn't he? But... He's not really ranked. I think I think Cruz, it was good to see him win. He was, his herky-jerky style is probably going to get a little bit found out, what with the the newfound calf kick that everyone's so keen on. So I don't think it's going to be as effective in this day and age. So uh, it was good to see him win. I think he'll win a few more, but I think he once he hits that top five, six, seven, whether or not he's going to actually crack that with these new age fires, I, I just don't think he's going to make another run at it, unfortunately. Because I do like Cruz, uh, got a soft spot for him what with all his injuries and stuff when they reeled off all the years out he had yeah 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 quite mind-boggling really considering he's only 35 as well so he's missed a lot of time yeah so it was good to see him get the win the Kai Kara France thing was jokes first fight on the card wasn't it so he it, it, it set it up nicely I think Herb Dean's been a little bit hard done by here I thought the fight was clearly off when the fighter goes to celebrate on top of the cage I think Herb Dean can safely say I don't really have to still be covering this geezer <laughs> down here now. So I, I, I think it was... I think Herb Dean, rightly so, gets a little bit of a stick because he does balls up quite a lot now. Um, yes, he weren't obviously covering the opponent, but for Kai Carabras to run the length of the cage and That's try and funny. have another dig, it did make me laugh, to be honest. Um, yeah, I don't know what was going on there, but Herb Dean, I'll, I'll give him a pass just. But yeah, very, very good win. Comeback. What a great comeback. Had his back for like a whole round, didn't it? Fantastic. It was. Uh, yeah, to defend the uh, the attacks as well was brilliant. We had Rakic as well. Alexander Rakic beats Santos. Santos can't really seem to buy a win, can he, since his return. 
not the best of fights, both a little bit of tentative of each other, I would say, obviously cracking power for both men. Rakic picked up a win there, but someone who looked a lot more dominant, dominant and we thought he might do, and that was Islam Makachev, who beat Drew Dober. I've got to be honest, I'm ne- I've never really sort of high. I've heard a lot of great things. I know you're a huge fan. Every time I've seen him, I've been a bit, oh, he's all right. don't know what the big hype is about here. Um, I think I know now, to be honest. I think he's a, a bit like Khabib in that he's very, very good at playing that as Khabib is. Perhaps not as violent, but I think his transitions and his, his movement on the ground, and the way he goes from half glass to mount, just ease. It's just so much slicker, and it's just it's a joy to watch, really, isn't it? Um, and that and that finish, I didn't see it coming at all. I thought he was going to have to get round him here to finish off this choke, but to do it from what was it half guard? Dober just had enough. He thought, "Fuck this! I've been dominated here. I want to get out, <laughs> get in the shower, and go home." But Makachev, what a talent! Yeah, and I think he needed to start finishing fights as well. I think he saw the same with Khabib. And to be fair, Khabib did do that. He took it to the next level as his career progressed, didn't he? A lot of his earlier fights were like domination for the most part. And then towards the end of his career, he pretty much finished everyone in sight, didn't he? So I do think Makachev does have to do that. Obviously, you can go on and win the title just by wrestling people purely for 15, 25 minutes at a time. Is it going to get you the most of fans? Is it going to give you the easiest ride with Dana White and things like that? No, probably not. So... It's good to see him getting some finishes and yeah, he could go on to dominate that division. So I think that wraps up that card there, Matthew. It was a brilliant card. Three title fights all delivered. So if you're ready, we can move on to this week's news. All right, Matt. So in the fight announcement section this week, there's not too much going on. There's a lot of last-minute fights going on. So a couple of bits have been stolen by the card we've got coming up this weekend. But one I do like, this is a fantastic fight. Absolute, guaranteed, monumentous fight. And it is Shane Burgos, everyone's favourite fighter in a lot of ways. Up against Edson Barbosa, May the 15th. Nothing really on the line here. Both guys need a win, I would say. But this is one of those where they just looked at it. How can we make the best match-up in that division? And this might be it. Yeah, I like our Burgos. He's uh, very entertaining. What was his last one? Was it that one we got cleaned out by? What's his chops? Josh Emmett, is that his last fight? I Might think fight, so, yeah. Contender of the year. Very close. Barboza hasn't really got going since moving down, has he? But he's always got an entertaining stand-up war in him. So I think, yeah, you're right. This is good to deliver, uh, no matter what. All right, so, like, so yeah, that's, that's the only fight announcement I have got for you, Matthew. But we did introduce a new section last week, the entertainment section brought to you by Lorraine Kelly. And we are bringing it back this week. I've got, I got a few bits, so should we have a look at those? Hit me up. All right, so the first one is young Daniel Hardy. He's been on the show a little bit uh, recently. He obviously called out, who did he call out? Matt Brown, didn't he? And then Matt Brown done a little troll job, said, yeah, I'll have that. And then secretly went and booked a fight with someone else in the meantime. And Dan Hardy has revealed that that second name on his list was one Nicholas Diaz, who obviously himself has not fought for quite a long time. And it's in a similar kind of vein. I guess their careers were kind of cut short. Uh, kind of out of their own hands in a way. Dan Hardy had the health issues and Nick Diaz had the ridiculous suspension issues. So I guess there's a little bit of symmetry there. Now, if he was going to call out Nathan Diaz, for example, I don't, I don't really think that's a fight that would happen. I don't think Nathan's going to be back for that. But young Nicholas, is it a little bit more likely? I mean, to be fair, Nick Diaz keeps getting mentioned by lots of people uh, and uh, about the UFC, about a return. And it's been going on for years now. 
if I'm honest, I don't think that's happening. I, I, I think people need to let it go, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I really do. <laughs> let it go. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, just, I just think he hasn't fought since, what, 2015? He's not fighting anymore. He's always outlawing in Vegas. Yeah. He's, he's not going to come back. So, yeah, I think if he's going to come back, with all due respect to Dan Hardy, he's not going to come back for him. All people, I don't know if that's a little harsh to say, but I just don't think Dan Hardy's a big enough name. The only reason he'll come back is for like a former world champion boxer or something like that. I don't think he's going to come back to MMA at all. So I think it's to have two names um, to put your eggs in that basket is Matt Brown and uh, Nick Diaz. I think he's wasting on Nick Diaz there, Dan Hardy. So yeah, I mean Dan Hardy, what do you make of the return? It's, it looks like it's going to happen, and he wants it to happen. He hasn't fought since 2012. He's actually calling any promotion as well. He said, any promotion, I'll fight you anywhere. So he might not necessarily be in the UFC, but are you interested in it, Joe? I mean, should he lower his expectation of the name power that he should be fighting? In all honesty, Matt, I'm not that fussed about it, to be honest. I'm just not. Once it gets nearer the time, it gets announced, you know who it is. I'll get up for it. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see where he's at, how the years have affected him. I'm not. I'm not that fussed. I'm not clamouring for it. Look at the fights we just saw at the weekend. Look at the fights we got coming up this weekend. You know the game's moved on a little bit. There's uh, you got like two, three, four generations of fighters in between them now. So I'm not overly fussed for it to be honest. And it, it transpires that he might have actually been fired from the UFC at the weekend, young Dan Hardy. So I, mean, I don't know how that affects the the fighting capacity. But are you up for it? Yeah, I like you. If it's on, I'll be up for it, depending on who it is. But I, yeah, I ain't clamouring for it. So, and certainly not the Nick Diaz one. I think that's a, a massive long shot. That ain't gonna land. Don't know what's happening with this so-called firing. The very reputable BJPen.com calling yeah. it. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. But it seems like there's been a disagreement there. But I think he's had that before. He's had a bit of trouble, and he calling out Herb Dean as well. He's had a few issues, so maybe it was uh, a couple of strikes in, and they've just got rid of him. But we don't know yet. So it's, it's early days on that one. Someone who has gone though. Definitely. Two big names, actually. Junior DeSantos and Overeem, Joe. Two of your favourites, yeah. I know. So, what do you think of them apples? Yeah, I mean, I, I, thought, I think it makes sense, doesn't it? It's not the biggest surprise in the world. They haven't got the best of records recently. And they're probably getting a lot of money, I would say. Legends in the heavyweight division. But also, kind of for that reason, it also is a little bit surprising. Because they are legends in the heavyweight division, which is fairly slim. And they've always kind of used them to build other people off of them. So I think they've been fantastic fighters, fantastic servants to the UFC. But they've also been, like, in a kind of a backhanded way, quite helpful recently in terms of bigging up other names. So maybe it's a financial thing. Maybe the lads themselves have said we'd like to go and explore pastures new. But it is a shame. Two absolute heavyweights, literally and figuratively, in the MMA game. Hopefully we get to see them somewhere else? I, I think we're, we're definitely likely to see them somewhere else. Um, I don't like to see the older lads, the two older lads who have been sort of getting knocked out a lot, continue really, particularly at heavyweight, you know? I mean, I love an older lad, you know me, Joe, but yes. when they're winning, that is not when they're getting KO'd all the time. Overeem, it's a shame he didn't win the belt, so he's won it pretty much everywhere else, so it's a shame for him. JDS, obviously a former champion. Uh, everyone loves JDS, didn't they? So, he seemed quite happy. He seemed quite content with his message uh, to the UFC upon leaving. So, 
yeah, hopefully they go on to Pasha's new, whereby they'll uh, be happy to do, whether it's fighting or something else. So two legends, no doubt. Obviously, we had a little bit of controversy with the scoring at the weekend, even though we kind of broken that down and we debunked the whole thing there. But yeah, the chat about open scoring and these sorts of things, don't you? And there is a very popular Instagram page that we do follow, and that is Verdict MMA. And they've got a little algorithm, a little program there where fans, as you're watching, you're tuning in, watching a fight, you can say, yeah, I think this bloke won that round, I think this bloke won that round. And then they compile all the figures and they give an average. And essentially, it's supposed to be representative of what the MMA community at large thinks of the fight that they are currently watching. They've signed a deal with PFL. Uh, don't quite know exactly how it works, but I think during the fight, PFL on the broadcast are going to show the viewers what everyone has put as their verdict on how that round went. So I think it's good. I think it's um, I think it's kind of entertaining. For me, that's as far as it goes, though. I don't think it's useful, really. I don't think it adds much to it. I just think it's a nice little have to nice little nice to know. Oh, okay, that's that's what people are thinking because. From my point of view, I don't sit there and score fights, to be honest. I ain't got a little bit of paper. I ain't noting down how many punches landed, kicks landed, takes downs, all that kind of stuff. And I doubt other people are. I actually woke up Sunday morning after watching the uh, UFC. Because, you know, they put up their little tweets during the rounds of so-and-so's just comments. And it was in the Yan fight. And some, some nut to you, they retweeted and put like, yeah, 2018 Adesanya after the first two. So after I watched it, I went and gave him some abuse on Twitter the next day, which uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably became. Can I give a, him a shout out now, John? Do you know what? I can't, I, I can't even. I can't even remember who it is. He's verified, and and they always put his name up. I was just sitting there, you absolute plonker. What are you talking about? Like, it's clear, he ain't even watching it, is he? But I digress. It's a good point. People who watch are like, yeah, sorry to interrupt. People who watch aren't scoring it. They're watching it. Yeah. They're being swayed by commentary. Um, they're not writing down the significant strikes. They probably don't know the rules in full. They probably don't know the latest criteria. Um, but I do like it, having said all that just there. So I, I do think it's a good idea purely because I think it is something different that a different promotion is offering. Yeah, it's like, like a of, uh, community type thing. You, like, you feel like engaged with your fellow fans, I guess. Yeah, I mean, with the big promotions, it's almost like uh, you're an outsider. But when you've got somewhere like the PFL, it's a bit of a smaller promotion, but making strides, no doubt. And they are involving the fans. They are saying, like, get in touch or trying something new, like getting into the social media side of things. And they've clocked that Verdict MMA are smashing it. And um, I think it's, it's a useful tool. But by and large, most people think the same who won a fight, really. Um, and if a judge has fucked up, it's sort of, it highlights it just a little bit more. And um, it, I think it's good it's happening in PFL because it is, if it is something that does work, you so you can just nick it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And so just to finish the entertainment section, on some proper entertainment news we've got here, young Matthew. And that is Ben Askren up against uh, Jake Paul, I think it is. So that was obviously announced a little while ago, isn't it? But I think the date and the venue has now been confirmed. And this will set you back 50 American notes if you want to watch this pay-per-view live, Matthew. Uh, which, we, you know, we don't need to get too into it, but it's just quite amusing, I thought. Yeah, I, I mean, they, they'll they pay for anything, surely. <laughs> I mean, what can you get for forty nine ninety nine? Well, get, uh... you can get two hot of the highest quality USC pay-per-views in the UK, for example, can't you? Or the highest quality boxing pay-per-views. You can get two of those for the same money. And in this case, you've got a 2-0 YouTuber versus yeah. an 0-0 boxer <laughs> yeah. who can't box. So... <laughs> 
it's, it's bizarre. I mean, I don't think there's any fans going in there. If there are, they're limited. So maybe, I don't know, all of Logan Paul's fans, or who is it? Jake Paul's fans uh, can't go, so they don't have to buy it. I don't know. No idea, Joe. It's bizarre. It's a bizarre world we live in, and I, I wish I'd got involved earlier, really, because uh, I could be making a lot of money <laughs> yeah. in the YouTube promotion game. I just hope for Ben Askren's sake that he wins that. He's got to win you, that. He's got to know something that we don't. He looks shit in the uh, everything, like the packages, doesn't <laughs> yeah, he? In like the, the shadow boxing and stuff. I, he's not a silly lad. He knows what he's doing. He must. Jake be. Paul's beaten a what was it an NBA star or something? A side yeah. NBA star and some other schmuck. So <laughs> surely Ben Askren's an outboxer. Surely you've been training MMA for like twenty years fighting on all these promotions, winning all these belts, and you can't beat a YouTuber in a boxing match. You, surely yeah, you mean, must have some... Ha- you must have a one, <laughs> two, three. You must have one of those at least, surely. And don't call me Shirley. <laughs> um, I don't know what the odds are. I don't know what the odds are. I'll be interested to see, but hopefully... I'm praying for a, a Ben Askren win. I mean, I've got the Barnet going for it, although it does look a bit like Jake Paul's as well. To be fair. <laughs> I'm rooting for both, but... 50, uh, 50 notes, uh, you can swivel. Swivel, all right. We'll swivel on from the news then. We'll get into Swix preview. <laughs> so, Matt, we've been going on for a little while now, and this card this weekend is, is actually fantastic. The fighters, the fights themselves are top, top, top notch. But it's just one of those ones, there's, there's not a ton of names, and we've been going for a little while, as I say, so it's almost too difficult to get into them because if you get into one, you're going to have to get into the rest. But obviously, the main event is the one we're looking forward to. We've got three British lads on here. The regularly occurring Darren Stewart is on here, which we'll get into later. But main event is Leon Edwards against Bilal Mohamed. And I mean, obviously, with the way this has sort of transpired over the recent weeks and months, we've kind of spoken about it every week. So it's not too much to get into. So I guess now all we can really do is get into the finality of it, really cement our predictions and what we think is going to happen. So I'll let, I'll let you go first, Matt. Edwards against Mohamed. Edwards probably got all the risk on his side. Everything he's got, everything to lose at the moment. Mohammed has only got everything to gain. How's it going to play out? Well, that's it. You just hit the nail on the head. It's a free hit for Mohammed. I don't think it'll be a particularly entertaining fight because I think there's a, a lot on the line for both lads. Um, neither really finish many as well, so I don't know if there's going to be a finish in this one. Obviously, Edwards might be a little bit rusty, having been out for so long. His last fight was in July 2019, so it's a long, long time ago. You, you, you're pushing two years almost there. And uh, Bilal, on the other hand, had, what's, what's he on, a four-fight win streak? So he hasn't lost since he lost to Jeff Neal, who's a monster in himself. So this is no easy feat for Leon Edwards. I hope he gets it done. I like Bilal Mohamed. I think Edwards can get it done, and I think he will get it done. But I think he's going to be a lot closer, and I think he's going to be in a little bit of trouble early as well. I think Bilal Mohammed's going to come flying out of the blocks and just try and grind him. I think he's going to be, um, he's going to have the uh, handbrake off almost because it's like a free hit, as I say. So I think uh, Edwards is going to have to be wary in those first couple of rounds, but I think he can eventually turn the screw if he's got enough cardio, if he's got, if he's uh, fresh enough, and if he's dialed in enough. Having been out so long, I think Edwards can get a win. I think he'll win by decision. Yeah, I, th- I think Edwards has got the quality. I think he's the better fighter, if I can put it that way. I think, like you just mentioned, it all depends on how this layoff treats him, you know. And also, I guess, in a way, Mohammed he's raring to go and he's only, he had a camp. He's been through a camp, he had a fight, he's had a couple of weeks off to rest and recover and he's fighting again. So, I do think Edwards has got enough. Probably a decision. Edwards doesn't finish too many people, does he? Neither does Mohammed. 
be fair. So probably a decision there. I just, I just, I just hope that it's it, it's it's one you got to get out of the way, really, isn't it? Tricky fights, get it out of the way, win by any means necessary, and then you can then you can move on to bigger and better things from there. So best of luck to Leon Edwards. It has been a very long time. Another Brit we've got on here, like I say, Darren Stewart, the dentist, gets a mention Your every mate. week. Every single week he gets a mention. Could be fighting Derek Brunson in a main event if things have gone differently <laughs> in, in, in that scorecard against uh, old Wassy's chops. But it didn't. Uh, Nevertheless, this is a good fight here for Darren Stewart, I think. He's up against Eric, Eric Anders. Quite a short notice, I think. But Darren Stewart, I think he's on a bit of a rampage at the moment. You see his social media. He ain't missing about. Uh, obviously, a cracking uh, salsa dancer as well, I do believe. He pointed out to me yesterday, which hopefully we get to see a bit of that after the victory. But I think this is a good fight for Stewart. I think he's I think he's much better than Eric Anders. I think Eric Anders is dangerous. He's got some good power and that, but I just don't think he's at Darren Stewart's level. So I think this is a, a nice a nice good fight for Darren Stewart, and hopefully he can make a little bit of noise. You know, I don't like people to force call outs and things like that. I'd rather people be genuine. I find that to be much more appealing. But if he can get a good finish here and make a bit of a noise and shout at a few people, I think that doing the world of good. Yeah, I think he he will make a bit of noise. Um, I think it will be organic as well because I think he's genuinely pissed off about what happened with the the Kevin Holland thing as you you wish to mention every seven <laughs> days of your life. I do. And I think he will make some noise. I think it, I think it is a very winnable fight. I think Eric Handers burst onto the scene. What is he, a former American footballer or a former wrestler or something like that? Something like he's that. One of those who just come in and just, he just had the power and the athleticism. I think it was he was knocking people out. He was looking good. But I think his as far as technical ability goes, I think uh, the Dennis is uh, a mile ahead of him, particularly in the stand-up. So I think it's a good fight for him. He's a big name, Eric Anders. So I think Darren Stewart will get it done. Yeah, so as I say, I mean, they're, they're the ones I want to focus on. Like, the, the, the fight, it's just an absolutely cracking card. You've got Dan Ige against Gavin Tucker. That was only turned around very quickly recently. Manel Cap, he obviously made his debut, didn't he, against Pantoja. Narrowly lost that one. He's a champion rising. He's back again a few weeks later. You've got Zybera Tukugov on here as well. And you've also got Davy Grant, the English lad. He's on a two-fight win streak, I think. He's up against a very tough opponent in Jonathan Martinez. So there's certainly plenty to keep your eye on there. Uh, any more highlights for you that you wanted to quickly throw in? No, no I think you, you've mentioned them all there. Uh, that's what it's, as you've already just done there, Davy Grant's always good to see him. He's, he's always knocking about any Davy Grant, so it's good he to is. see him get on another card. Absolutely then. All right, I think that, I think that wraps, up, wraps us up for this week, Matthew. It's, it's been a very enjoyable one. Obviously, the sunshine is bursting through at the moment. It's, it's been a pleasure. Get out of there, son. Get out of there. Get, get out on your chops. Get All right. We do. Hopefully, it hangs around, everyone. It's nice weather we're having. Thank you very much for listening. Get out there. Enjoy it yourselves. Obviously, within the rules, we don't encourage any rule-breaking here at Mustard MMA. But before you do that, if you could go check us out on our socials, Twitter is Mustard MMA. Instagram is at the Mustard MMA. We've also got our website, mustardmma.com. Go check that out for our latest blogs and our latest podcasts as well. We've obviously put, you're listening to the podcast now, we've got some extra special blog posts up there as well that you can get stuck into. So, yeah, like, subscribe, leave a comment, get involved, get stuck in, do all that good stuff. Enjoy the fights this weekend and we shall catch you next time. Goodbye. Bye. up.